and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Hello there, and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast. It's your one-stop shop for tips and insights and support that's going to help you to start and grow and promote your impact business. Now, here at Actually HQ, we are counting down the days until August when we close the office for an entire month. Our focus during August is on self-care, replenishing our energy as a team and as individuals, ensuring that we are bursting with enthusiasm and energy for that final part of the year. Now, there's going to be no actually making a difference podcast in August. Try to hide your disappointment, but we will be encouraging our clients and our community to also take time off and focus on self-care. So I've decided to do a little mini series of episodes this month, focusing on the essentials of self-care for entrepreneurs, business owners, coaches, and consultants. First things first, I've actually talked about this before, so I recommend that you go back and listen to episode 10 of this podcast, which I released in August 2022 to mark the start of Actually's Self-Care Month that year. In that episode, I explore the myths and the beliefs that may be holding you back from taking care of you. And there's a guide I produced for entrepreneurs about self-care which you can find in the show notes to episode 10 and in the show notes for this episode. Okay, on with today's episode, how to set boundaries. And if you're wondering what on earth setting boundaries has got to do with self-care, then you are absolutely in the right place because boundaries are the basis for all self-care. And without them, you're going to struggle to identify, prioritise and meet your own needs. Before we take a look at setting and enforcing boundaries, I just want to share with you something I learned from my great friend and mentor, Joanna Martin, the founder of One of Many. In fact, a lot of my thinking about self-care and boundaries and needs was prompted by things that I learned from Joe. Thanks, Joe. One of the things that Joe taught me is that there are lots of different kinds of boundaries. First of all, you have simple material boundaries, boundaries around stuff. You know, those boundaries that determine whether or not you're going to give your friend a loan or allow them to borrow your car. Those kinds of boundaries govern whether you'll let people live in your house and if so, how long for. Now, one of my core guiding principles or values in life and in business is radical generosity But that doesn't mean I don't have material boundaries. I don't lend money to people. I'll give them cash, but I won't lend it. I learned a long time ago that it's better for me to consider money to be a gift. And I also have a boundary around my home. My friends are very welcome to come and stay any time, but there's always a time limit. So that's kind of material boundaries and a couple of examples for you. The second category 
is physical boundaries. Those are boundaries about your personal space, your body, your privacy. Now, I'm a very tactile person. In fact, I'm renowned in my circles and in my community as a hugger. But I'm actually quite selective about who I let into my personal space, who I will hug and when. If I'm feeling depleted and someone that I'm not particularly close to comes in for a hug, I have no qualms about saying no. And I'm a very private person. If I share information with you about my emotional life or my relationships, I expect it to be kept private. A friend of mine overstepped that particular boundary back during lockdown, sharing a personal experience of mine with a wider group. And I had to have a chat with them, re-establishing my privacy boundaries. Now, I include within this category of physical boundaries, the kinds of behaviours that I don't tolerate in my space or in relation to my being. So, for example, I don't actually mind people smoking around me, but I have a real boundary about them smoking in my house or in my car. And then there's another category of boundaries that are emotional or mindset boundaries. Joe Martin would describe them this way. These are the kinds of boundaries that happen inside your mindset. And it's a way that we separate ourselves from others. So some people have very low emotional boundaries. They find it very difficult to determine the difference between someone else's emotions and theirs. They can get swept along in the emotional state of others. That's how Joe describes emotional boundaries. And if you take on board everybody else's opinions and perspectives, but struggle to articulate your own, if you accept the blame for things that were not and are not your responsibility, if you're easily triggered into anger or frustration, all of these would tend to suggest that you have some challenges with emotional boundaries. And then there are what I think of as situational boundaries. These are boundaries that don't apply everywhere or in every scenario. They're not general, they're situational. So for example, I'm hoping you have some pretty good work-life boundaries. I've not always been very good at these, but now I'm pretty clear. Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I do client work and I have meetings with clients. Wednesdays and Fridays are creative inspiration and me time. I'll take a long weekend off every single month. I close the office for the whole of August. Those are situational boundaries relevant to my work life. Okay, so there's lots of different types of boundaries, material boundaries, physical boundaries, situational boundaries, emotional boundaries. But how do you know if you've got a problem with boundaries? Let me paint you a few pictures. You're stuck at your desk. It's past eight o'clock. You're still working whilst periodically doom scrolling through social media. And you're feeling resentful because everyone else seems to be out having a lovely time. And you're stuck at the office with a mountain of stuff to do for clients. Worse still, a lot of that mountain of a to-do list consists of things you've agreed to do for nothing or at such a heavily discounted rate that, frankly, you'd be better off working in McDonald's. Okay, here's another one. 
you know that taking care of yourself is important. So you schedule a weekly massage, a facial or some other delicious pampering treatment. You block out regular time in your diary for naps or walks in, the, in nature or meditation. Except that those slots keep getting pushed and those appointments postponed or cancelled because somebody needs you, a client wants some one-to-one time and they can't possibly find another slot. A team member urgently needs to leave early to go to the doctor or the dentist or the hairdresser or to look after a child or a parent. Or what about this? You've agreed on a project brief, a timeline and a budget with a client and you start work and you're going great guns, but then they change the brief and then they change it again and again and then again. And now you're three months behind on that timeline and you're still delivering work against a budget that you blew past months ago. Any of those pictures seem familiar to you? Maybe you've got your own tales of resentment and irritation, scenarios that are undermining your enjoyment of the work you do and, just as importantly, pushing your needs ever lower on that never-ending to-do list. Here's the thing. If you're experiencing resentment, my friend, then in all likelihood you have some boundary issues. And you may be listening to this and rolling your eyes and thinking, well, it's not my fault that the client keeps changing her mind or, you know, my teammate does have small children. And you'd be right. It's not your fault. You can't control how other people behave or what they do. But you do teach them how to treat you. And by failing to set clear boundaries and enforce them, you're teaching them that it's okay to make unreasonable demands or to consider you and your needs as somehow less than or unimportant. Okay, so maybe you just had a few aha moments. Maybe you just realised that actually you've got some boundary issues. And if so, maybe you're now thinking, um, okay, so what are my boundaries? What do they need to be? And oh my goodness, I don't know what my boundaries are. If that's the case, let me say that that is the number one surefire, absolute bang to rights evidence, if anyone needed, that you have a boundaries issue. If you don't know what your boundaries are, you're never going to enforce them. So step one is going to be working out what you want your boundaries to be. And my recommendation for this is that you track your emotional responses in work for a couple of weeks. Now, my focus is on the work context, supporting you as a purpose-led entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a coach. So I'm going to be focusing on situational work-life boundaries. But I do think this process will work just as well elsewhere. Every time you notice yourself feeling resentful, getting irritated or angry, feeling really depleted or exhausted, I want you to make a note and ask yourself this question. What could I have done differently to avoid the situation that caused that emotional response? What could I have done differently to avoid the situation that caused me to feel resentful or irritated or angry? The answer to that question is going to give you a clue as to where your boundary needs to be set. 
So let's go back and look at one of our examples, right? It's eight o'clock, you're still at your desk, you're feeling annoyed and resentful and jealous of all your friends out having fun. What could you have done differently to avoid that situation? Well, you could have decided to shut the office at six o'clock and make that a non-negotiable boundary so that every day you know, and because boundaries have to be communicated to others, your clients will know that you don't work after six o'clock. Now, if you do this exercise, if you do the tracking and looking for your emotional responses, asking yourself this question, why not come and share what you uncover over in the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group? You can do a post. Everybody is welcome to post in the group. Use the hashtag boundaries. And you can even tag me personally at Sarah Price if you want some feedback. And in particular, if you've identified an area where you need a boundary, but you're struggling to work out what it should be, then why not come and ask for help? That's what we're there for. Okay, so you've got some boundaries. Now what? Well, I've already referenced the fact that you're going to need to, well, tell people about them, communicate those boundaries to others. And this is where the rubber hits the road, because people cannot and will not respect your boundaries if they don't know what they are. But telling people our rules is where a lot of us hit a brick wall of resistance. Now, with new people, people who've not overstepped your boundaries already, new clients, new members of your community, etc., it's comparatively simple. They don't have any reference experience of you not having boundaries in this area. They don't have a past experience of being able to step over your boundaries with impunity. So you can simply state what they are. When you take on a new client, for example, make sure that your onboarding conversation or your first emails include reference to your boundaries. Things like, our office hours are 9.30am to 6pm and we don't answer calls or emails outside of these hours. The real challenge arises when you're having to communicate and enforce a boundary with someone who didn't know it was there in the first place or has crossed it. Now, again, as one of their certified coaches and a member of their in-house training team, I reach into my one-of-many toolkit here. Communicating a boundary in these circumstances is a four-step process, but it starts with making sure that you are in the right place, that you're coming from an empowered standpoint. Don't try and communicate a boundary to somebody when you're right in the midst of resentment or anger. Don't try and set a boundary and tell someone about it from martyr or victim. Woe is me and my boundary that you have crossed. You want to be in your power, in what you might want to think of as your sovereign energy. Stand up straight, hold your head high as though you were wearing a crown. Look them in the eye. And now the four steps. Step one, acknowledge them, acknowledge the other person. And if they've been overstepping your boundaries, name the behavior. Perhaps the issue has been this client keeps sending information, requests or responses after your cutoff point, 
and then getting annoyed if they don't receive a response until the next day. Or maybe they just keep on calling you after six o'clock until eventually you give in an answer. Now, you want to make step one as non-confrontational as possible. So sticking with this late working boundary example, you might say something like, I understand that you choose to work beyond six o'clock and I get that that might work really well for you and that you would prefer an immediate response. You're not making them wrong for working late, but you are flagging the boundary and the behaviour that you are discussing now. So step one, you acknowledge them and name the behaviour. Step two, assert your boundary. So in this example, you've said, I understand that you choose to work beyond 6pm and I get that that might work really well for you and that you prefer an immediate response. And then you might go on to say something like, but those hours don't really work for me, which is why I've set my office hours as 9.30 to 6 and I don't answer work-related calls, messages or emails after that time. Now, again, you're keeping your language non-judgmental. You're not saying that your boundary is right and theirs is wrong, just that they're different. And you're keeping it simple. You're not over-explaining. You're not justifying because you don't need to. Whatever you choose for your boundaries, that is your choice. You don't have to apologise for it and you do not have to justify that decision, that choice to anyone. Now, step three is optional. And it only really applies if this particular boundary is a deal breaker for you. Then you need to make that crystal clear. So again, in this example, you've said, I understand that you choose to work beyond 6pm and I get that this might work really well for you and that you prefer an immediate response. But those hours don't really work for me, which is why I've set my office hours as 9.30 to 6 and I don't answer work-related calls, messages or emails after that time. You might then go on to say, if you insist on having this kind of 24-7 access to your suppliers, then I will completely understand if you choose to give this work to someone else, as this is a non-negotiable rule for me. So you've now established that that is a deal breaker, if in fact it is a deal breaker for you. And then finally, step four, assuming that you're going to continue working with this person then step four is focused on collaboration, getting them on board, working out how you're going to work together to ensure that everyone is getting what they need and your boundary is being respected. So you might ask them something like, what can we do to ensure that you're getting what you need from us within our working hours? Hopefully you can see how this structure will help you to establish and enforce your boundary. And of course, having clear boundaries and making them stick is a clear act of self-care that applies every single day and not just when you're taking time off to replenish. Now, if you've got any questions about boundaries, how to set them, how to communicate them, how to enforce them, don't forget you are always welcome to come and post a question in the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. I'm always there and happy to help. I want you to be taking really good care of yourself with some clear and well-maintained boundaries because it's time and you are ready to actually make a difference. 
Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey. And you will always be welcome.